listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, Ricardo Gonsalves with SBS On The Money from the SBS Newsroom for this Friday the 11th of December 2020. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later, CSL's COVID-19 vaccine trial abandoned. We'll take a look what investors think about that. But first to the Australian dollar because it's reached around 75.6 US at the close of trade. That's the highest since around June 2018 and an increase of 30% since March. One economy Economists told me at this level it is putting the handbrake on the Australian economy. Higher iron ore prices and a return to riskier assets have aided our currency as the Australian economy recovers faster than expected. So for more on this, I spoke earlier with Stephen Kukoulos from Market Economics. Stephen, you say at 75 US cents the dollar acts as a handbrake to the Australian economy. Why? Two reasons. One, that our exporters lose a bit of their competitiveness because they generally export in US dollars, euros or yen or another currency. And when they're converting it back into a higher Aussie dollar, their profits are reduced. So that's a bit of a dampener on the exporter side. For local companies that compete with importers, the price of imports are cheaper. So it means that those uh, businesses that import goods, they're paying less in Aussie dollars than they used to before when the Aussie dollar was weaker. So they can undercut local producers. So it just means their economy through the international trade side is getting hit a little bit and it's just a bit weaker. And the more that goes up, the bigger the effect. So this appreciation of the Australian dollar, how serious is it as we start the recovery out of COVID-19? At this stage, it's not a major problem. It, you know, it's one that I know that the Reserve Bank are looking at. The RBA Governor, Philip Lowe, several times in the last few months has mentioned as he's implemented QE, as he has actually trimmed rates to that 0.1%, has mentioned a lower Aussie dollar would be better for us. Um, so it, it's not a serious problem yet because, after all, too, we do know that commodity prices are pretty strong. We know that iron ore has uh, reached a seven-year high. So in a sense, there are some good reasons to understand this currency move. But it's one of those things that we've moved from 70 cents just a few months ago to 75 or a little above. And now the question is, well, if we continue to appreciate, does that really just take some of the optimism that's slowly brewing in our economy? You mentioned the Reserve Bank. I mean, it's been cutting interest rates. So how did we get to this appreciating dollar? That's the difficult question. (laughs) There's not much they can do. Uh, The Aussie dollar is one of the biggest traded currencies in the world. Investors like to buy it and sell it according to the economic cycle, according to economic fundamentals. And for the moment, a tweak in interest rates here or a tweak in interest rates there probably won't be enough to change the general direction. It has an impact of minor proportions. But at this stage, the RBA just really got to watch it. Uh, But there's not much they can do. Sure, they can cut interest rates, but as we know, they're already basically at zero. So the next cut would be into negative territory. Heaven forbid, I don't think they'd want to do that at this stage. Um, Or they can actually intervene in the foreign exchange markets. But of course, they don't have the firepower to sort of fight against the international trade flows, which are many, many tens of billions of dollars a day. I look at all these uh, broker notes and economist notes coming through. Everyone's pretty much expecting the dollar to continue to rise into next year. What's your thoughts? 
look, I think it's going to go up too. The, 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 the change that we've seen in the domestic economy, that's the thing that's striking me the most, that compared with, say, two or three months ago, when we were still really unsure about how the, the bounce back or the snap back, if you like, of the economy would go, I think everybody, myself included, have been pleasantly surprised about the rebound in GDP, the number that we saw a couple of weeks ago. The employment numbers are looking better. Things like job ads, which are a leading indicator of employment, have now basically regained most of what they lost in the COVID downturn. So we look at the stock market, which is grinding higher on average. We look at house prices, which are moving higher. Every indicator that I'm looking at is positive. And I guess if we get into the first half of 2021 and GDP continues to print these nice numbers and we regain the lost output of COVID, the economy is stronger. Aussie dollar probably goes up. Gosh, we could even see 80 cents by the middle of next year. Okay, so given that outlook, what does it mean for Australians? What does it mean for businesses and consumers and who stands to benefit and lose? The interesting thing is most consumers will probably win because a lot of the imported goods will be a little bit cheaper that they'll be passed on uh, into a uh, into the economy. So we consumers will probably pay a little bit less for a lot of the imported items that we uh, that we buy. Things like motor vehicles, for example, is a big ticket item and electronic goods. They'll probably be cheaper if the Aussie dollar keeps going up. The losers will be the exporters. Uh, they will, particularly if you're outside the area of iron ore, which of course is a special case right now because the underlying price is so strong, but for a lot of the other agricultural producers, for a lot of non-iron ore mining companies, and a lot of the specialised exporters, so the, the Cochleas, the CSLs, Treasury Wine, ignoring for a moment the China problem, uh, yeah, they export a lot of what they produce. They're going to be the ones that will take a bit of a haircut, if you like, on their profitability if the Aussie dollar keeps going up. Stephen Kukul is there from Market Economics to the Australian share market now. We're selling continue the S&P ASX 200 down 0.6% to 66.42. The banks were weaker across the board, but resource stocks rose. The biggest contributor to today's decline, though, was CSL, which is Australia's second biggest listed company worth around $137 billion. For more on the day's action, including CSL, I spoke earlier with Anton Tagliaferro from Investors Mutual. Anton, the market is down today. Why? Well, there's been a, obviously the US markets have come off a little bit. Plus, there's also been some negative news on the stimulus package in the US where, you know, I think there was expectations would go through and there's some opposition. Plus, I think people mustn't forget that the, you know, the stock market was up 10% in November. So it's due for a breather. The corporate story of the day is CSL, scrapping its COVID-19 vaccine trials. What do you make of it? Because the company did say that as a result of this announcement, there won't be a material impact on its earnings for FY 2021. Well, look, the, the um, I, I think the, the company had a, a um, contract with the Australian government to take uh, 50 million vaccines, I think. So that's obviously not going to happen. Um and look, the, the major issue for CSL is the plasma collections in the US, which because of COVID, there's been less people giving plasma or selling plasma, which is, you know, going to impact earnings at some stage. Although the company does have nine months of uh, inventory, so it's okay for the time being. Uh, but at some point, unless the plasma collections uh, pick up, you know, that could impact on the volumes of IVIG that it processes. What's interesting, though, despite this focus on health during COVID-19, CSL shares are down around 14% from its February record high. What's your take on this space? 
Well, look, CSL, I think, was priced uh, pretty highly. It had had a, a huge run, you know, in the previous few years, and it was sort of a bit not priced for perfection, but it, it was up there. And, look, I think many of the healthcare stocks have been re-rated. Uh, some of them have been actually helped by uh, by COVID in terms of, if you look at Sonic, you know, they've been helped with their uh, volume of uh, tests. You know, they've been doing all the COVID testing for the Australian government, US government, German government, so COVID's actually been a positive. If you look at ResMed, they actually got that order for respirators. So they've all been impacted in different ways, actually, most of them quite positively. So I, I guess now as we're looking through the other side of the of COVID now with the vaccines and people are looking to the other side, they're looking for more things which will benefit from the reopening of the economy as opposed to healthcare stocks. Can we talk iron ore prices at a near eight-year high? Fortescue is at a record. For those investors looking to get in, have they missed the boat? Look, I think it's pretty hot in the kitchen now in terms of iron ore. Obviously, you know, Chinese steel demand is is strong. Uh, clearly, Brazilian uh, exports have been impacted by COVID. But look, $150 iron ore is, is not sustainable uh, medium to longer term. So I'd be cautious buying up here. Finally, can we talk the banks because we've got them in our superannuation funds. Westpac held its AGM today. Its chairman pledged to restore a steady stream of dividends in 2021. What's your view on the banks? Look, the banks obviously have recovered strongly again. Most of them are trading, you know, not very far off their COVID highs. And the issue with the banks, clearly the bad debt situation is not going to be as bad as as it could have been because the loan referrals have come right down. Uh, the issue with the banks is obviously going to be the low interest rate margins because, you know, uh, 0.1 interest rates from the RBA makes it very difficult for the banks to maintain net interest rate margins. And going forward, you know, volume growth with, with lower immigration, etc., may be, may be lower. So the banks, again, we'd, we'd be cautious. We don't think the, the growth outlook looks terrific, although, as I said, fortunately, you know, the bad debt situation because of all the government stimulus, uh, is not going to be as bad as previously anticipated. Anton Tagliaferro there from Investors Mutual. That is SBS on the Money for this week and for this Friday, the 11th of December 2020. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BusinessRicardo. This SBS on the Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.